It's time for me to get all up in your business. For the next hour, my guest, Gio Bruno, and his brother, Vinny Bruno, from Bruno's Little Italy Restaurant in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas, and I will be getting up in the business of the Bruno family, a fascinating story of restaurant royalty. We'll be talking about their legendary cuisine and secret family recipes. I'm sure they won't tell us what they are, but they'll tell us about them. And we'll have Gio and Vinny share some of their restaurant wisdom. Through our storytelling, you will hear how we maneuvered the path of leadership and entrepreneurship in pursuit of our dreams. And we'll be answering questions and giving advice via phone and email. My business experience began over 40 years ago when I founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, Arkansas Flag and Banner has grown and morphed from door-to-door sales to telemarketing to mail order and catalog sales and now relies heavily on the internet. Each change in sales strategy required a change in company thinking and procedures. My confidence, leadership, knowledge, and my company grew. My initial $400 investment now produces nearly $4 million in annual sales. Each week on this show, you'll hear candid conversations between me and my guests about real-world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics that I hope you'll find interesting. Running a business or organization is like so many things. It takes persistence, perseverance, and patience. I worked part-time jobs for nine years before Arkansas Flag and Banner grew enough to support just me. It's now grown and expanded so much that to operate efficiently, we require, are you ready, a purchasing, manufacturing, graphic, shipping, technology, accounting, marketing, sales, and customer service department, plus a retail store. 25 people make their living from working at Arkansas Flag and Banner. I hope you'll take advantage of this unique opportunity to ask questions or share your experience by calling or emailing me and my guests on today's show. Before we start, I want to introduce the people at the table. We have Tim Bowen, our technician, who will be taking your calls and pushing the buttons. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. My guest today is Giovanni Bruno, who goes by Gio, and Vincent Bruno, who goes by Vinny. They are brothers and owners of Bruno's Little Italy, an award-winning Italian restaurant in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. The Bruno's family history is legendary in Italian-American cuisine and harkens back to the early 1900s when Gio and Vinny's grandfather and great-uncle arrived on Ellis Island. The two brothers, Gennaro and Giovanni Bruno Bruno Sr., were among the first Italian immigrants to introduce pizza as a commercial product to the United States by opening one of the first pizzerias in New York City. Giovanni's son, Vincent, who we all remember as Jimmy, grew up working in the family's restaurant and bakery in New York. He was known for being an extraordinary chef and baker. Jimmy's first introduction to the South and Arkansas was during World War II when he was stationed at Camp Robinson in North Little Rock. After leaving the Army, Jimmy Bruno followed in his father's footsteps by opening the first pizzeria in Chicago's famous Loop. The pressure of Chicago's organized crime ring on legitimate local businesses brought about Jimmy's decision in 1946 to move back to Arkansas and open Bruno's Little Italy in Levy of North Little Rock, right down the street from where he was stationed at Camp Robinson. I am happy to say the Bruno family is still introducing generations of Arkansans to their Neapolitan cuisine, and by using recipes passed down from generation to generation, they are still creating it in a way their father would be proud. It is an honor to welcome to the table third-generation restaurateurs, Gio and Vinnie Bruno. Thank you so Thank much. You. Wow. 
y'all, I've known y'all for a long time, but I've really never known y'all. <laughs> it's it's a, quite a diverse uh, history. You really are restaurant royalty. <laughs> you could claim your family is responsible for bringing pizza to the United States. True. Yep. We just have no proof of it. Because rather than start a restaurant, my grandfather had a bakery that served pizza. So it was not, even though they were the first, they don't have the... Pizzeria the, cl- the clout name. of first, you know, Italian restaurant with pizza type of thing. Right. And there's no way to patent a food item, as we all know. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You've tried. No, no, no. But I'm saying that, that especially at that time, there was no way to say we were the first to bring this. But, and I'm sure there were some families that had it, you know, at home. But to think that New York and Chicago, that are both so well known for pizza, is where your grandfather and your father started the first pizzeria is absolutely amazing. That's right. Yes. Yep. I mean, you can, you can, I don't care whether you can prove it, we know it. So you call your cuisine not Italian food. Well, you do, I guess, but you also call it Neapolitan cuisine. Right, because right. most of our recipes come from Naples, where our grandfather came from. And, and so, so tell- Southern Italian is all the red sauces and stuff like that. So it's kind of got a French. No, it's the opposite of that. Northern Italian is French, and Southern Italian is not French. Oh, it's that's what Neapolitan is. Yeah, that's the the red sauce. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, we do some of the dishes that are more Northern Italian that my dad knew and put on the menu, but uh, we we are primarily Neapolitan cuisine. I don't think probably most people know what that means. They think of Neapolitan ice cream probably when they... Right, right. (laughs) And Neapolitan is just saying it came from Naples. I see. That's interesting. Uh, I love how your family has passed down and continues to use the Italian names of your heritage. Giovanni? Yes. Yes. That's you. I, I was named after my grandfather. Vincent? My name is actually Vincenzo. I was going to ask. That was your father's real name. Okay. He was named after three of my father's uncles. So he's Vincenzo Gennaro Nigolo Bruno. That's, that's, yeah. that's That me. was your father, I thought. No, no. Dad was just Vincenzo Bruno. He didn't have a middle name. I mean, neither did his grandfather. But when he decided to name Vinny, he gave him all three names of the uncles that came over to America. And then your other brother is named James, and I guess that's named after Jimmy, your father. Nope, no, that's by my from my my mom got some say in this. That Jay is named after her uncle Jimmy, and she was named Ernestine, so she had an uncle Ernest. So he's named after two uncles on mom's side. Okay, well, it just happens to work out that it was also your father's nickname, Jimmy. Absolutely. But the, the, the way he got that nickname was that his father, when he would call him Vinny, you know, to come in from sounded playing, like Jimmy. it sounded like Jimmy to the other kids. That is so interesting. And it stuck. And it sure did. Uh, your father moved to Arkansas when people didn't even know what the word pizza meant. How yeah, hard? he had to show them how to pronounce it. It would, be, it would have like P-E-T-E-S-A in parentheses after the word. And a lot of the cuisines on your menu may have been hard for them to spell. Oh, very many, yes. But did he have? He didn't serve as uh, elaborate of a menu as you have, did he? Not at first. Not in Levy. He had a pretty small menu in Levy. He had a pretty small place in Levy. And by the way, it's the empty lot across from U.S. Pizza, across from the Latino store that used to be, I can't remember the name of the lumber company. Oh, in Levy? Yeah. Uh, Venable. Venable. Okay, so he was... Across the uh, across the street this way from oh, is that US where he Pizza was? Yeah. And on Pike, and then right across from Venable Lumber. 
-hmm. and there's just an empty little lot there now. Mm -hmm. And you can see that the four cars that can park in that lot, that it was a really small place. They said that the pizza oven took up more space than the tables because there was just not a lot of room in there. And I bet pizza's not even your main meal anymore, is it? Oh, heavens no. No, no, no. Lasagna sells more than anything. Our lasagna is so unique. It's just not like other people's lasagnas. And so we sell more of it than any other entree. You know what else I think is I read about your dad? And then this next segment, we're going to talk more about your restaurant and your menu. But to stay on your dad's subject, he was the first person to ever make a pizza on TV. Yes. Vinny, you can't shake your head. You nod your head. You got to talk. Got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's nodding. I'm yes. kind of letting Gio do this. Is that the way talking. it's always been? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe on radio anyway. He would be just <laughs> fine if I wasn't here. I just stick my nose in quick. So your dad uh, made pizza on TV for the first person to ever make pizza on TV. Do you remember? Were and you alive the pizza then? pizza and everything. Yeah. Yes. Were you alive then? No. No, that would be, I was born in 55. That would probably be around 51, I'm saying, around that time, 51, 52. Do you know what station? Was it national? Was it local? It was local. It was local, right? Yeah. Here. It was going to be, it would be one of the, the 4, 7, 11 uh, yeah. daytime show type things. Well, this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have Gio and Vinny share some Bruno family stories, because I'm sure they've got a lot. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of owning a family business, and I'm sure there are some there, and hear about his restaurant's famous menu and customers. And if we have time, Gio's going to talk about his love of music, because he does love it. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. My guest is Giovanni Bruno, and how do you say your name, Vincent? Vincenzo. And Vincenzo Bruno from Bruno's Little Italy Restaurant in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. Listen to all UIYB past and present interviews by going to flagandbanner.com and clicking on Radio Show. Also, by joining our email list and liking us on Facebook, you'll get a reminder notification the day of the show with a sneak peek of that day's guest. Back to you, Carrie. We're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Giovanni and Vincenzo Bruno, owners of Bruno's Little Italy, a third-generation restaurant in Little Rock, Arkansas. I, y'all don't know this, but my very first date was to Bruno's on Roosevelt. That's awesome. Yeah. You hear that probably from people all the time. All the time. That's a great feel-good. You know, your father has left a legacy that that is probably kind of hard to live up to. Do you feel that sometimes? Or do you just so proud you can't stand it? The latter. <laughs> Very proud. Yeah. It's, you know, I remember well, your father throw... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, we're a lot like him, so especially like when talking to customers and stuff, you know, I kind of feel like I got my people skills from him. Uh, I remember your father throwing uh, pizzas in the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Do y'all still do that? Oh, yes. yeah. I teach no, all you our do pizza. not. I started when I was nine years old tossing pizzas, mm -hmm. and uh, I still teach all of our pizza people to make the pizzas and toss them. And they still, we still have the pizza window and you so do? the kids. Yes, I don't remember seeing it down there. On it's Main tall Street. and thin next to the booths. It's, ra it's rather than being wide like it was in the other locations. It's tall and thin, but yeah, there's room for about five kids to stand in there and watch pizza be tossed. Well, do you th I'm surprised pizza is not one of your more favorite subjects just for the novelty of having a thrown pizza because to what, Vinny? Due to size issues. What do you mean? Space issues. The pizza window is much smaller than what Dad had. But still, it's a thrown. It's a hand-thrown pizza. Oh yeah. I mean, yes. you go to any place Absolutely. else, and you're getting a triple gluten pizza that comes out of a box that any college kid can make. 
I'm true, saying. true. Which is probably why everybody has gluten issues today. Uh, we have a lot of people that, you know, love our pizza. We sell a lot of pizza. Oh. It's just that we don't push it above anything else because it's just as important that they like all the other dishes too, some of which uh, Vinny invented. We have a couple, you know, of dishes that are his babies that came after Dad's menu What are they, Vinny? Established. Um... The scallions? The, di- the dishes that I put on the menu would be uh, when we moved to Bowman, when we were there for 25 years, I put spaghetti carbonara, uh, shrimp zucchini pomodoro, and seafood fettuccine. I put those dishes on the menu. Yeah, that seafood fettuccine is a northern, getting out of your Mediterranean. Correct. Which is kind of where I was going with that. And I was especially saying the chicken Vincenzo, which, which right. is his recipe is um, our only pink type sauce that is a tarragon cream and uh, tomato bit sauce over fettuccine with uh, grilled chicken and is wonderful. Do y'all have a vodka pasta? No, I don't. You know, when you go to New York, you always get a vodka pasta. Right, right. And that's very northern. And that's one of the things that we just never had our own recipe for. So I have done specials at the Bowman location uh, back when with doing oh, a vodka true. sauce. That's true. That yeah. You have done a vodka yeah. sauce as a special. Oh, yeah. What do you remember the most about your father in the restaurant since y'all both grew up there? Bigger than life. He was a bigger than life man. Everybody in the room knew he was in the room. He was extremely charming. He had that thing about him, in my opinion. He had that thing about him that uh, almost like a star has. Star you know, quality, yes. Yeah, star quality. Was yeah. he a large person? Yes. Was he six feet? Yes. Over six feet? He was six. About six feet. Yeah, about he, my he was height. my size. Yeah. I remember he was, uh, dark, I mean, I was young, so he seemed big to me with dark hair. Right. That's about all I really yeah. remember. Yeah. And he uh, um, fluctuated between my weight and Vinny's. D- different parts, you know, there are different we parts all, of it. We all do, really. Yeah, we, with, with <laughs> diet, he'd be up and down with diets yeah. and that type of thing. I don't trust skinny chefs. I, I don't blame you. I agree. I like that saying. There's that Italian that. chef on TV, that girl, um, um, she's on... Um, uh, a, uh, a NBC. Do you know who I'm talking about? She's the Italian. She does all the like, like wedding stuff, right? She's like, a, here's your wedding meal. She's blah, a skinny blah. Italian yeah, she's like chef. A I believe I know who you're talking about. I've never I can't eaten think of her name. I just don't try. I'm sure she's fine, but I'm like, you don't eat enough for me to trust you as a chef. You're not talking about Jada, are you? Am I? I, I think it, yeah. Jada de Laurentiis. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, uh, chefs have broken nails too, and you know, <laughs> burn marks. <laughs> burn marks, and it's one reason I I love to cook, but I don't like what it does to your hands because you're burned all the time. Right. Oh yeah. I well, mean, thank God for silicone. You know, the, all all the pads and everything in the kitchen anymore have silicone that that keeps you from burning yourself. So it's a lot. That, Doesn't it now. change the way? Things bake though, no. Well, I mean, it's, you're just, I'm just you, you just use it, take it out of the oven and put it in the oven. You don't. Oh, I see. Yeah, the, it's the, not the pan. I don't use silicone pans. Okay. But but we use silicone stuff to glo- gloves are sprayed with it now. And do you remember anything about your grandfather? He was dead before we were around. He died in 1950 or 51. I think 50. Could I bet he couldn't speak English. He could speak um, a little English by the time he died. You've got to remember that. The patriotic Italians that turned their back on their country and Mussolini, especially from 38 on, 1938, you know, the, when the Nazis and, and the uh, World War II was beginning mm-hmm. before America joined, mm-hmm. it was very, very popular to abandon the old languages. I can tell you that 
my grandfather started writing John Bruno instead of Giovanni Bruno as, as his signature because that was their way of saying, we're Americans now. We are not, you know, Italians anymore because they turned their back on the fascist regime. Interesting. Yeah. And so when he came over here, he wanted to get, he wanted to be done with the language probably. And so did your father end up speaking Italian? Oh, yeah, because when, when my dad was young, growing up, he spoke Italian. it was before World War II. Obviously, they, all they spoke was Italian. He knew Italian before he knew English. What he knew was a Neapolitan dialect, with the, which hardly anybody speaks anymore. And my grandfather was a uh, Neapolitan poet, rather revered. And really? the dialect that he wrote in, hardly anybody can read. Like, I've, I've got things I've had people that speak Italian try to translate, but it's, it's kind of like so different than standard Italian. I bet those are worth something. I oh, mean, yeah. not that you would ever sell them, but I bet, they, I bet they're fairly rare, rare collections. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we have one song that he wrote the lyrics to that plays on the music loop at Bruno's, uh, that uh, uh, Povera Mamma, Poor Mom, about her uh, family, you know, the men, men folk in the family going off to war and not coming back. Oh, and it happened a lot. Yes. So do y'all speak Italian? No. And that's part of the same thing is that they didn't teach the, the they didn't want the kid, you to know they it. didn't no they didn't teach the kids Italian they, English is our language now so all we know is the cuss words Dad would throw at us oh. <laughs> that's really all you need to know I'm gonna let Benny answer something I'm answering too much oh, oh no I just wanted to say um, didn't Caruso really like Granddad's poetry absolutely yeah yeah who's Caruso Car- uh, Enrico Caruso was the some people say the best tenor operatic tenor that ever lived. And he came to America after having known my grandfather. They actually stole bread together to feed their families before they came to Ellis Island. Enrico Caruso made a career becoming a fabulous opera singer. Famous Italian opera singer. And we have photos of him sitting in the bakery restaurant of my grandfather. And when Caruso died, the Italian newspapers printed my grandfather's poetic tribute to him um, in in their papers. And we have clippings of that next to those in that odd neapolitan language yes i'll give you a really easy example on our menu it doesn't say mozzarella it says mozzarella with a u that's neapolitan dialect and a lot of the o's turn to u's and just our grandmother's name was columba but in different places it's spelled different so if if she was writing it it was neapolitan dialect and had a umba but strict italian was omba so it's just that switch of that one vowel sound. Uh, interesting. Uh, you have three brothers. We've had um, oldest brother John in Connecticut has passed. Uh, our older brother here, Ron, has passed. And our half-brother on our mom's side, Wayne, has passed. Oh, really? And then there's Jay, Vince, and me. And I guess the after Wayne is Anna, who lives in Sykeston, Missouri. So our, we have a sister who uh, whose husband is deceased as of last year, who lives in Sykeston, Missouri. So Ron and Anna were our half-sister by essentially, let's just say, dad's second wife. It was common law. But. Wow, interesting. This is a great place to take a break. I'm going to have Gio run out to his car and bring in some of his music so we can hear some of his music. Um, you are listening to... Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy. When we come back, like I said, we're going to hear some of Gio's music. Like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. 
When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. That was Little Italy, a third generation restaurant in Little Rock, Arkansas. So while we were on the break, Vinny said, I, when I think of, I asked earlier at the first break, when you think of your dad, what do you think of? And we talked about his star quality, but Vinny said when he thinks of his dad, tell us, Vinny, what you said. Oh, I think of his voice singing at the restaurant when I was a kid because he had a great voice, unbelievable voice, actually. He used to stand me on the table, and I don't remember this because I was too young to remember this, but he used to stand me on the table and have me sing to the restaurant. My mom told me I would do a, apparently a full rendition of That's Life when I was like five. <laughs> but I have no memory of that. But, but my mom used to tell me about it all the time. Your father was a true, was the epitome of an Italian stallion, wasn't he? He yes. could sing. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He could cook. Oh, yeah. Yes. He, could, he was a ladies' man. He was tough, it sounds like. Very much. He was the, just the epitome of what you think of when you think of. Uh, he had it all. Yeah, he really did. We have element. He had it all. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Gio, you closed Bruno. You've had a lot of different locations. So we started, let's kind of tell the listeners, okay. that uh, your dad started in Levy in 1947. With the Little Italy Cafe, correct. Yes, and you've had lots of names. Yeah, the Little Italy Cafe, or right. not lots. In Roosevelt Road. In 49, and he was there 29 years. Till 78, yeah. Yep. That's yeah. That was his longest running place. Absolutely. And that's where I met your father the right. first time. Right, yes. And it was called, what was it called there? Bruno's Little Italy. Bruno's Little Italy. Yeah, it stayed Bruno's Little Italy after the first incarnation. Right. Right, right. And then he and I both moved to Old Forge Road. I was living at Sturbridge Apartments across there you the go. street. And I lived there as well. You that did? was uh, 78 to 87. Yep. Yes. He died in 84. He died in 84. And you closed it in 87. Right. This and was right in the middle of the real estate crunch. We had a bad building there. It had been a sawmill restaurant and... Uh, it was on too much acreage. It was on too much acreage. It had a air conditioning system that was not what was in the original plans because we had the original plans and they went cheap on it so that there were ducts running through the dining rooms. And so all of that contributed to us losing a compressor about once every summer, oh. which takes the cream right out of the coffee. And my mom was, you know, still devastated by my dad's passing and was having a hard time being the matriarch of the business. And so uh, we closed it down. Yeah, I bet that was hard. Very, very, very hard. How did you come to that decision? That's a decision. You didn't decide to sell it. You just decided to close it. You know, mom's gone now, and so I can't ask her because she I was it. there, but it was her that, you know, had had to make the decisions. And she saw what the, you know, the debt and the bills coming in and out and whether we could continue there. And it just was not. It were, was a financial decision. Were all of it, and were all of you still um, working there at the time? Let's see. That would yes. be Jay, Vince, and I were all there at the right. time. I can't. I don't know if Wayne had already moved on. Wayne had already had. moved on. Yeah, meaning moved on from the restaurant to another job. Yeah, I think he, he started on. selling cars yeah. then. Yeah, and people don't realize this because people will say to me sometimes, well, why don't you sell Arkansas Flag and Bear and do something? And people don't realize that small businesses really, they're not very liquid. They're not worth very much. No, no, no. They're just not. So, you know, you sell it and, and usually you have to finance it yourself because a bank usually won't. Bingo. And then they default on it. And so it's better to kind of keep, it was your family's name. So you kind of stay true to yourself by keeping it. One thing in retrospect. Yes. All that was supposed to happen. All of what? 
everything that happened was supposed to happen. Old Forge closing and and everything past that was supposed to happen. You mean but spiritually? I did, but I but I didn't know that until three years ago. Uh, I see what right. you mean. Right. I agree with that. And I I think that that in retrospect. Uh, fate has been good to us <laughs> as far as where we've landed. It took me being out of the restaurant business for the years in between when Vince was running Bowman uh, to bring back the fervor or that I have for it now. I was I was disenchanted with the restaurant business when we went out of business in 87. You were burned out. I was burned out. And it took that period of time for me to come back to it with fresh eyes and all that. Um. And then after Old Forge, it closed. It looks like you moved to Bowman Curve. Correct. That's was it, correct. Was it 10 years before you moved to Bowman Curve? No, no, it no, was no. one. It oh, was, so, it, so in one year, you reopened? About a year and a half. Year and a half. And was it hard to technical. find financing? No, there was a guy in town who wanted very much to have our restaurant back, who was friends with Jay and Vince. And he got together with them. I had already gotten into advertising, so I wasn't interested. And like I said, at that point, I was disenchanted with the restaurant business. Uh, He found his niche somewhere else. And that's what he wanted to do. At the time. And so, at the time. And so, Jay. Jay went in with this guy as a money man. Right. Good, great customer. Came in twice a week. Jay and I would go to his table. And Jay knew his family and people in his family from the past. So, we got together and opened Bowman. It was there for 20, I think 25 years. Really? Yeah, and so I was, um, Jay only stayed for about seven years. And, and then he, he got, got in the wine business. He went into the wine business because that's his passion. He loves wine. Well, who does He doesn't? knows a lot about it. So he went into the wine business. <laughs> Jay so. sells us all our wine at Bruno's now. That oh, was just why he can't be part That was of also supposed to happen because <laughs> what that did was that took me from not just knowing the food part of it into knowing everything else because I had to learn it. And what is a wine connoisseur called? We learned this in the show a couple of days ago. Uh, uh, it starts with a, 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 a... Come on, we learned are this. You the other, of, are you talking about a sommelier? There it is. Sommelier. So he's a sommelier? I mean, he's not. He isn't technically that, but he... He's but actually he, trained those. But he knows, he knows everything about wine. I've never met anybody that knows more about wine than my brother. Well, that fits right. really good with his Episcopalian priesthood that he's just... Started. Oh, absolutely. The monks, oh, yeah, absolutely. Monks began the whole wine thing. Oh, yeah. And so. I told him, you know, uh, as long as he keeps selling me my wine, he can be a priest, he can be a nun, I don't care. Yeah, the listeners probably don't know that he just recently became a priest. Yes, Episcopal priest. Sure did. You got to be very proud. Very. Very much. So then, what made you decide to close 1988? I mean, I mean, close Bruno's on Bowman Curve? Put very simply, my partner had... Uh, has financial issues that area which was a hot spot when we moved there kind of started going down a little bit and uh, uh, some of the other restaurants that were surrounding us also felt that crunch and so we closed and October 2011 October 2011 and I was kind of searching for or possibly thinking about the idea of searching for some investors to reopen somewhere in West Little Rock and in that process Gio called me and said that he wanted to do it with me so that's exactly what I wanted and so it happened exactly as I had prayed it would happen and it did and so when he wanted back in then it was going to come back to the family because we had to just start over you know we just had to start over and we did and it downtown ended up being an excellent spot and it all worked out so when you decided to close it was it financial purposes again yes mixed with all those other things i told you yes and it's really just you now because jay's gone into the wine business then i was well absolutely geo's not was, interested anymore right, you're so like I, okay i'm out so i wanted to make sure that those years when after jay left which would be 19 
94. I'm going to think about oh, it for 94. a minute. It was, no, it wasn't 94. 95? It was 95. 95. From 95, usually I have that number right there. That's weird it wasn't there. He's 95 to 2011. I wanted to make sure that I did the best I could to keep everything right because that's my name to keep all the food right everything and so you know i spent a lot of time making sure that happened when you and, opened your new one on south main no i'm talking about when i was there after jay left oh after jay left at bowman right. up yeah. until it closed you were there all the time i was there all the yes. time all the and time. then when when we opened up at main street now we kind of have a situation where i'm early morning prep and day now and now lunch and he's night guy and you've got a fourth generation coming in absolutely oh absolutely because yes. I, I think I had one of your somebody's son wait on me one day. His was, son's a waiter. My youngest son's a waiter. So it was one of those two. It was people. one of those two people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. As, as even last night when my son wasn't working and walking through the dining room, several people went, "Your son's waiting on us." And I went, "Nephew, son works tomorrow night." <laughs> you know, yeah, and, I, I get him confused. And right. his son that waited on me, I think, was blonde. That's that's his son, Gianni. How did that happen? Did he have a beard? I think he did. Yes. Okay. How so does that happen? That happens because his mom had blonde hair when she was young. Actually, if you look at early pictures of me, my hair isn't near as dark as it is now. Well, it is coal black now. It's co- Well, it's funny. Gio shaved his head a few years ago, and I, I always kind of follow his lead on that, so I shaved mine, and when my hair grew back, it was black. Yeah, after, after shaving his head, his <laughs> hair grew black. I think I'm going to shave color. my head. <laughs> and it has stayed black. Yeah. But, so I'm, I, but I'm ready. I'm, I'm waiting on the No, no, on you're the like your daddy. Change. You're like your daddy. Possibly. So, possibly. So when I used to eat at Old Forge, I loved the toasted raviolis. Yes. Oh, yeah. And when I've eaten at the South on Main, or it's not South on Main, on Main Street, yes. it's the scallops, cream scallops. Oh, cream yes. scallops. Yes. Yeah, one of our most popular dishes and a wonderful dish. Oh, yeah. Who made that one? That's my dad's recipe. That's, a, that's one of There's some story. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's a little story behind that, too. The way that we prepare that now versus Bowman and before uh-huh. is um, uh, we kind of modernized it a little bit because we sear the scallops now. Because I used to just poach them, and now we sear the scallops because, you know, that's kind of what's happening. So it, it improved the dish. I mean, it's, people love it. Yeah, it did improve the dish. Yeah. But people say, but you said, I've heard you say that your father would recognize the food today if he came back. Yes. Oh, sure. And I mean, there's been little tweaks here and there, but I would say 98% of it is exactly what he Because you're still throwing the pizza. Oh, sure. You're yeah. still using the family recipes. Absolutely. And when you opened your Main Street location, mm-hmm. you brought with you your pasta chef. Yes, initially. And then he right. had health problems. And uh, and he so was he, trained he by to, your, well, he should. He was trained by old, our dad. Because he should be yes, old by now. But he did train the, the, the people that are doing it now. So all your pasta is handmade. Yeah. Not the strand pasta like spaghetti, that all of the manicotti, cannelloni, lasagna, yeah, vegetable manicotti, yeah. uh, toasted raviolis, raviolis, all that is handmade. I think that's why your toasted raviolis are so good. Agreed. Yeah, we make them. Agreed. You can tell. You cannot get a toasted ravioli from anywhere that tastes like. I don't know. think there's anybody else that, that bothers to make them. They, they just, take, they're very time consuming. They are time consuming. They are delicious. So a lot of people have reservations about moving to Main Street and moving down. And we were the first ones on I, our block. And I Everybody was, said I, I was I had reservations. He had reservations. I'm the one who had been working downtown for 15 years. Huh. And so I, because uh, I was with Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield for 15 years downtown. And I was, I, I could see that it was the next logical step from the river market was to come down Main Street right at that block. And so it has proved to be the best decision we could have ever made. Everybody, when this was fixing to go down, everybody 
was for that, and I was the one that was going downtown because I don't. I'm not a downtown. I don't really go downtown now. I do every day, but I don't really go downtown, so I didn't know. Plus, I had kind of seen where it was that we were looking at, and since we were going to be the anchor for that block, it wasn't anything. And I was going, "Whoa, man!" Well, now you've made <laughs> a restaurant going? row. But hey, yes, and there's two more absolutes going in. And I think that was the whole intention behind them wanting us to do that. Did they give you any? Did the city give you any incentives? I don't know if the city did. Uh, the The realtor did. I mean, yeah. the, our, our landlords gave us plenty of incentive. Awesome. And I have to say, our landlords, uh, which are Jimmy Moses, Rhett Tucker, and Tommy Lassiter uh, from Doyle Rogers, they made it extremely attractive for us to be the anchor there because they could see the future. They are visionaries. They, they used are. to come in to eat at Bowman all the time, and I would go they to were their customers. table and sit and talk to them all the time because my, my parents knew them. Yeah. And their parents, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I would go sit and talk to them, and they were entertaining the idea of us being downtown before Bowman ever closed. They were already yeah. on that. Yes. So They're, the minute that we closed. They saw the opportunity. Mm-hmm. They said, we still want you down here. And we were actually looking elsewhere at first. Even the person that was working for them was trying to help us find a place elsewhere. Oh. And no matter where we looked, it was either way too expensive, West Little Rock, way too expensive, or something, or there would be another reason. Too so much traffic like, to get to you. So it was kind of like we were being pointed to that location. Back to that absolutely. divine that, that, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. I believe, though, no matter where you went, people would have come. Because every time you closed, the whole town is just, oh, they've been, they've missed you so bad, and well, I hope you. you will keep it up forever. Uh, let's take a break because... Gio brought us some of his music, and I want to play a little bit, and then we'll come back and do a quick last 10 minutes. And a shout-out to Bill Ramsey, because it's our music. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. That's a good point. What's the name of this group? Bruno and Bill. Bruno and Bill. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Terry McCourt. My guest is Gio and Benny Bruno's owners of Bruno's Little Italy Restaurant in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. I never thought it would happen. Ain't that the way that it goes? Another night under the lights, just one in a dozen of shows. I wasn't paying attention, concentrating, playing the tune. But when I glanced at the dancers, saw your face in the middle of the Some kind of question Don't know if I heard you at all Then you walked up to the mic stand I took your face in my hand that thank you that is 
I like lyrical songs that tell kind of a story. Well, you'll like my music. <laughs> so how do people find your music? We have a Facebook page, Bruno and Bill. Bruno that direct, and Bill. Yeah, Facebook page that directs you to... And there's also a group page that directs you to where to find our music. And most of the time it directs you to ReverbNation.com where you can also search Bruno and Bill. Right. And so all of our music resides there and uh, you can people buy can it listen there. to it. You can listen and buy it? Uh, places you can buy. I mean, you can buy it on iTunes. You can buy it on CD Baby. There's a lot of venue Amazon that has but the can, availability for buying it. Or I, you can just listen to it. Or you can just listen to on it. On Reverb. On ReverbNation.com. Reverb or Django.com. And I knew you when you were in The Grown Ups. Correct, which was the wedding band that I was in for almost 38 years. Yeah. And you've done that deal, and you, 38 years is long enough to do that. But I tell you, The Grown Ups used to be the go-to band. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you're, I had a lot of fun in that band. I'm not going to diss our band at all. I just don't, I never have to sing the favorite songs of The Mother of the Bride ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so your son's in a band, isn't he? Isn't Jay in a band? Uh, not at this point. In fact, Jay played bass on some of the Bruno and Bill music. Oh. And our latest song, for, sh for sure. And Jay's uh, not working at the restaurant? No, he can't. It's conflict of interest because he sells us all our wine. He works for Central Distributing. No, I'm not talking about Jay. You're, I'm talking about your son. Oh, Jack. Oh, Jack. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Jack yes. uh, does play music and write songs and all that. Yes. And he's a waiter at Bruno's. Oh, that's the son that's the waiter at Bruno's. Right. That's my, my son that's my a waiter. Oh, so it's waiter. your son, Vini, that I saw down there because I would know Jack Correct. in a heartbeat. You'd know him they're from both, Park They're both servers at Bruno's. I get you. Thank you, listeners, for helping me wade through that convoluted conversation just then. <laughs> <laughs> if you could change any, what are you probably most proud of about Bruno's? Everything. The fat, well, no, I was going to say that we've been true to Dad's recipes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the best Italian food that I've ever. It's had. a lot of work and to I, do I, things I, the way he did it. I'm very proud of our food. That how great, like he said, the work it takes to get that. What Dad did. I love that we still do that. You opened a deli right after you opened your downtown store. Mm -hmm. You opened that a was deli. last year. Yeah, for six months we tried a deli next door because I thought downtown was going to be ready for grab and go. They weren't. They all wanted a place to sit. They all came in the door and went, no place to sit down. And so we just took the same menu and became our lunch menu inside. Bruno's, and in order to accomplish that, though, we didn't have enough kitchen space to serve lunch until that time. We had to move all the prep equipment into the deli space. So the deli space next door is our prep kitchen now, where he works, and, and Bruno's make, lunch is essentially the same menu. And you're as, making the sandwiches that your father made. Right. Yes. So they're not trendy sandwiches. No. I mean, there's mm, The one trendy, specials. I'd say, is the eggplant parmesan sandwich is kind of trendy, that we did that because we had tasted it and they were good. And we but it's still had eggplant dad's eggplant parmesan. parmesan. It's just put it's on dad, Yeah, it's dad's eggplant parmesan what is your favorite recipe of your father's or do you have one or is it moving is it always changing i would have to say it's always changing but there's certain things that i always go back to eggplant parmesan's one of them the spaghetti reggio which is just spaghetti with oil and onions and spices i love that really good i love simplicity sometimes i'll throw a few mushrooms in just for mine but uh do you put parmesan in your spaghetti sauce in, in it when you're making it no no i've heard people do that to thicken it oh no i, mean, I guess you could but we don't. uh especially since we opened downtown we kind of have moved the shaker cheese into the realm of the customer applying it rather than us applying it because some people can't eat it don't you know lactose right. intolerant don't like it whatever so we we put the, the the shaker cheese on the table if they want it they can add it so i'm gluten-free and i can find plenty of recipes to eat at your restaurant i just oh yeah we have a gluten-free oh, yeah. option oh, yeah. uh asterisks I think on all this i think that's important for the listeners to listen to the scallops are gluten-free i broke my rule though and had some of your delicious bread i couldn't help but sop it up in there it was just too good i was like i'm gonna pay the price but i'm doing it anyway there you go 
My uh, answer to that is the sauces. Meat sauce, marinara sauce. They're the best that I've ever had. And so that's my they favorite recipes. They are just to die for. Oh, so what are your hours of, okay, that's your favorite. That's your, oh, that's yeah. your. I mean, I like it all, but yeah. That's, that's what you're most proud of. If I had to choose, yeah. Um, what, so let's tell our listeners what your hours of operation are. Monday through Friday for lunch, 11 to 2. And that's mostly deli sandwiches, or is it anything? Well, you can get lunch and size pizzas. You can get a cup. We added a few pasta dishes because some people do want a small portion of pasta at lunch. But primarily, it's it's a soup salad sandwich. And then your evenings are? Uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 5 to 10. 5 to 10. So you stay up till 10 o'clock. That's good. Yes. People can come over after they leave the room. And rep. I will honestly say that Tuesdays... Wednesdays and Thursdays, we usually have no customers left by around, and have had no new people by around 9.30, so usually Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I go ahead and lock the door around 9.30, because yeah. just nobody is out downtown after that. But after the rep, but when the rep starts showing shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, you probably have customers come in later. On Friday and Saturday, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And so we stay all, you know, the full 10 o'clock on Friday and Saturday always. Mm-hmm. It's nice to leave the rep at 9 o'clock and be hungry and have a Absolutely. place to go. Absolutely. It's like the theater district in New York City, you you get out of plays and then you walk out and you've got all these Italian restaurants everywhere that you can go to. And right now we've got Motown the Musical at Robinson as well as Godspell at the Rep. And so we are in Crossfire and it's wonderful. <laughs> Those are both great also. Yes, and the ATA conventions in town. What's ATA? Uh, American Taekwondo Oh Association. gosh, is that in town? Yes. Oh and so boy, we've, you we've, are busy. We've been getting triple hit this week, which is always good. Thank you, Gio and Vinny. It has been a pleasure learning about your family, your cuisine. If anyone listens is planning on visiting the Little Rock area, put Bruno's Little Italy a must-do on your list. Gia? I thank you. Vinny? Thank for you. For reopening and birthing your business again and again, a cigar from the Humidor Room at Colonial Wine and Spirits on Markham Street in Little Rock, this Arkansas. This is wonderful. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, y'all are going to have that with a big glass of wine, I know. We thank, listen, thank all of you for continuing to service us, your whole family. I mean, I don't know what Little Rock would be like without the Brunos. I really don't. You're thank a legacy. You. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Who's my guest next week? Rebecca Rice from Re- Rebecca Rice and Associates. Rebecca Rice is going to teach us a lot. She believes in whole life. She does seminars all over the United States about whole life and borrowing from your whole life so that you can start a small business. I have never thought of this. I had a conversation with her, and she's a rock star and has a little small book you can buy. So to end our show, if you've got a great entrepreneurial story you would like to share, I would love to hear from you. Send a brief bio and your contact info to questions at upyourbusiness.org, and someone will be in touch. And finally, to our listeners, thank you for spending time with me. If you think this program has been about you, You're right, but it's also been for me. Thank you for letting me fulfill my destiny. My hope today is that you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening, and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. (laughs) 